Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Crystal Check. How are you going, girls? Good, very well, thank you. So we're here recording podcasts again. We're going to be diving into a new series looking at the book of Colossians. We finished up last podcast on our series on Philippians and last podcast we looked about um, we looked at what Paul was writing in Philippians chapter 4 about how what we think upon will determine our speech and action so that we need to be focusing on what is true and noble and right. And we also talked about how to be content whatever the circumstances. So having um, having to how to be happy regardless of the situation. So we're talking now about you know putting our hope in an unchanging God. So no matter what is going on down here on earth, our hope is set on someone who doesn't change. So let's move on to Colossians. Um, Carolyn, do you want to give a brief background before I do a bit of a reading? Yep. Um, okay, so this letter that Paul wrote, he wrote during his first imprisonment in Rome. And um, just the background to Colossae, it was near two other cities, Laodicea and Herapolis. And they'd all three of them been great cities in their time. Laodicea was a great political centre. It was a um, city with great prosperity. And then Herapolis had, was a great trade centre. And they were, they were famous for a spa that they had in Volcanic Springs. And then Colossae too had once been a great city, and um, with regard to the church, though there had arisen a heresy which, if it was allowed to go unchecked, would probably have ruined the Christian faith. And it's some, um, you know, part of it was the Gnostic teaching again um, that reared its head. And this church at Colossae was one that Paul had never visited, and it was mainly a Gentile church. And it was really important that the heresy. So he wrote the letter to to address that heresy and to refute it. And, um, you know, this letter really, um, Paul stresses here just the sovereignty of Christ, and that's the theme of the letter, is the complete adequacy of Christ, just, and, you know, as opposed to human philosophy and wisdom. And, yeah, so, and again, he stresses the humanity of Christ, the deity, um, so again, you know, coming against and refuting the Gnostics. Yep, and so, yeah, just that you'll see as we go through that Christ is completely adequate. And human philosophies and stuff are just empty in comparison. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to read now from Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14 in the NIV. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from Jesus and of the the faith and love from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, 
being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience in giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we see in these verses the essence of the Christian life. So that's faith in Christ and love for fellow man. And we also see a great summary of what the gospel is and does. So we're going to be looking at that now. So first up, the gospel is truth. The true message of the gospel. Do you want to share a bit about that, Crystal? Um, for me, it's um, it's it tells us exactly who Jesus is and who um, he um came to be for us it's it's just everything that he is in essence is um is what the gospel is for me yeah, yeah the christian um gospel the thing here as well is it just it gives us certainties about god it's not just mere speculation or mm. guesses like other religions um have and you know i was reading something the other day that really just struck me and it was a book talking about daniel and the courage and stuff that he had and and it just said that he was able to withstand and go through because of facts you know Christianity is about facts and he knew his God he knew the facts about God this is how, who God is this is character this is how he acts and so because he knew about those facts he would know how God would act in a situation and so he just had total assurance and so that's really, yeah, it's just truth, it's facts, this is who God is, this is what he does. There's no uncertainty for us or guessing or anything. Yeah, yeah. God is truth. Yep. His message is therefore yep. true, so we can make trust. And he's chosen to give us his word, which shows us as well, like, this is how we'll act, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so you can hold on to those promises and those truths and know that, you know, God acts this way in this situation and this way and whatever, because it's an absolute. Yeah, God yeah. is unchanging, yeah. so... It's not, not shifting sands that we walk upon. Mm. And if you think, just saying what you're saying there, Lena, about God's unchanging, I think with all you know, the other religions, of all the false religions, um, the uncertainty, like they'd often be doing things to try and appease their God because they, you know, if their God gets angry or they don't mm. know how the God's going to react or whatever. And, and um, works. Whereas, yeah, whereas we know, mm. you know, this is what the Word says, this is who our God is and how he's going to yeah. act, and it's just, you know, factual and truth. Yeah. yeah. Alright, the gospel is universal, so it is open to all and growing throughout the whole world. So it's not, for me, it's not a, a closed group or a sect or, or like a commune type thing. It's meant to be shared, it's meant to be passed along through all the generations and it's supposed to be spread like wildfire and it's not meant for us to be selective about who we share it with. Yeah. It's God who chooses, you know... If we're talking to someone and, it, and an opportunity springs open, that's when we have to be obedient and, and go, oh, okay, and we need to worry about having that fear of man rather than the fear of God. And, um, yeah, just be completely open with it. Um, and, yeah, just share with everyone. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know what you're saying there, Crystal, that it's um, for everyone it's just open to everyone and that's really what it's all about it's as you said it's not for a select group Christ died for everybody 
Yeah. Um, you know, anyone that's willing to receive them, it's open. People of all races, all nations, every class, every condition. And, you know, that contrasts with the rest of our world, how our world operates, because... You know, in our world, your intelligence is going to decide what studies you can do, whether you can go, you know, um, to uni or whatever. Your social class is also going to determine that, and it's going to determine the circles you mix in. Your wealth is going to determine your possessions, and your gifts is going to determine the things that you can do. But the gospel is not like that. It's not, you know, there's nothing that, you know, it's just a willingness of heart to accept it. So it's open to all to receive it, regardless of intelligence, wealth, social class etc is open to everyone and I often think as well that that's why God specifically chose for Jesus to be born in the humble circumstances that he was yeah Mm -hmm. Um, because you know if he'd born in some big fancy palace that you know some people might feel that you know it's not for them and I just think God did that on purpose just you know to show just it's open to everyone no matter what your social standing is yeah yeah and you look at Romans 3, it says, There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's something as well, isn't it, that in the early days some of the, you know, of all the apostles had to come to terms with, um, you know, Paul got called to the Gentiles and when he started preaching they had to come to terms with, hey, this actually has been extended beyond the Jewish nation that's yeah. open to everybody. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think kind of humans we can trap ourselves into all, yeah, like you're saying, those little boxes, and, but it's open to all. There is no condition except faith. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there's no one who can't receive the gospel. Right. Yep. Yep. Right, the gospel is productive. It bears fruit. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we know that the gospel's got the power to change people and society even. Um, And Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. Um, You know, it goes right in as well. It judges the attitudes of the heart. And and I think that shows you just how productive it is, of course, if you're going to allow it to do its work in you. So it's definitely got the power to change you. Um, and, and again, in 1 Peter 1.23 says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Again, living and enduring. So it's, it's got power. Um, and 2 Peter 3, 5, But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. Um, and then in verse 7, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire. So it's definitely, we can see there's a lot of scriptures that say the word of God is active and alive. So that gospel and preaching that gospel message is productive um, and it is going to bear fruit. It is going to have results. It's going to have results whether they be good or bad. Mm. There's always going to have to be a response to it. Yeah. Yeah. It shows that either you're maturing in the faith or you're out of rebellion to yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And, you know, I think about if I look back at my my past, you know, in particular, um, the gospel has completely derailed my, my old self and put me on a whole new path. Yep. And the only way that it can do that is if it was productive, yep. because otherwise I'd be still back stagnant yep. and not doing anything. And and if you look at the, the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples um, were the Great Commission where he says, go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. So there's that those last words as a command to go and spread this gospel to other people. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, that's yeah, that's basically our mission that Jesus left us so Yeah. Right, so the gospel tells of grace, God's grace. Well, yeah, we don't deserve what God has freely given. God's grace covers every shortcoming of every single person as long as you are willing to submit yourself and come under that grace and come under Jesus' authority. Um, And it's all by the blood of Jesus Mm. and how, you know, people we try to work to get a pay rise or we try to work to get something well with this we don't have to work it's Mm. been freely given Mm. and there's nothing that we can do that's going to make God say oh yeah you can have this grace because it's just it's always it's already there we just have to choose to take it Mm. and I think that's what you know for for people listening with these points where we just showing you like get into the word because this is what the gospel message it's got all of this it's got an answer for everything every aspect for your life is there every aspect that you need for encouragement um you know and just to help you in difficult times and sustain you and like you're saying crystal that grace it just tells us what god freely offers us it's his gift of undeserved favor and redemption john 1 17 says for the law was given through moses grace and truth come through jesus christ and it is a free gift he's paid for it yeah and we've just got to receive it in faith yeah Alright, the gospel is humanly transmitted. Paul writes, you learned it from Epaphras. So we need to go and share the gospel. You know, we look at Matthew 28, Jesus, one of some of Jesus' final words was, go and make disciples of all the nations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and Epaphras, as you say, he brought it, oh, well, he, he brought it to the Colossians and, and that's where we come in now. Well, this is where we come in as well. God has chosen us to be a channel just as he transmitted the gospel to them and took it there. We've been um, chosen to transmit it to others and I think you said that earlier, Crystal, that we have to do it. We've got an obligation to share the gospel, to tell others about what Jesus did for us and as you said, Lena, the Great Commission, so it's not really, well, here I am and I'm going to heaven and you just hang around and wait. For <laughs> it's a big party. You know, like that you're not invited to. <laughs> We've got we've got an obligation, and I think yeah. sometimes we forget that you know there's freely we've received and freely we've got to give. Yeah, um, I had written here that um, we have to pass it on because a cow can't tell someone about Jesus <laughs> unless maybe it's a God moment and he's you know doing something. <laughs> You'll awesome. use a cow if you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he used a donkey. Do it with a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know we have been given this great gift and why shouldn't we share it why shouldn't we pass it on why shouldn't we want everyone else to come in on that party well we wouldn't have it would we if someone hadn't done that for us no Mm. that's and if you remain what you were saying before that's the main reason that's the only reason we wouldn't yeah i'm more and more sitting there i'm having a conversation with this person if i have no fear of man if i never see them again like, what do I need to say to this person right now? And to get yeah. that thinking rather than, mm, want to maintain friendship. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, what happens if you're the last line of yeah. communication of this sort of thing for them? 
and tomorrow they pass away or tomorrow I'm going to be responsible for what I did in this moment to God this person may spend all of eternity in hell because I didn't do what I was supposed to and and I think that's the thing we need to have that eternal perspective yeah and yes God is faithful and he'll be faithful to them if you are disobedient he will you know make sure they have still heard but as you say we will still answer yeah, and the Bible's clear about that. You know, if you see people and you don't turn them, you can, you know, from the error of their ways and stuff, you can have blood on your hands. So yeah. it is a responsibility. And you know what, as well, if you just think of, you know, a lake or something where water's coming, and we just, if we don't give out, yeah, we're just going to get stagnant, right? Blocked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So. That is what the gospel is and does. It is truth. The gospel is universal. It is productive. It tells of God's grace. It is humanly transmitted. Alright, so we're going to move on now to verses 9 to 11, which says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. So we've got Paul's prayer for his friend, and he asks for two things when he's praying for them, for the discernment of God's will and to the power to carry out that will. So we're just going to talk a bit more about that now. Right, so for the discernment of God's will um Crystal do you want to share um for me um it's that God's will and not my own so in Luke twenty two forty two, it says father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done and that was Jesus himself mm-hmm. saying you know if you're willing can you take it away from me but not my will yours um I think about that statement sometimes and it scares me a bit um, I don't want to go through something dangerous or scary or, you know, or deeply sad or hurtful, but perhaps for me to grow or for something to change in my life, I need to go through those things so that my character can be grown. Yeah. Um, I Maybe I'm stuck in the comfort zone, stuck under the covers, not wanting to move or budge because I'm comfortable and I need to get out of it so God knows what I can handle. He knows what I need to be pushed out of the nest and it's usually way more than I think that I can handle. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are times I know I have asked God, can you please just take this pain away? and um, Or for a quick fix for the problem that I'm facing or something like that. But sometimes that can actually make your storm or your thing go longer because you're not submitting to the process. You're not just going, okay, God, what do I need to learn? How can I learn it? How are you going to best show me not your will, mine, and uh, not my will, yours? So a four-day journey could become 40 years. Yeah, yes. Around the mountain. Um, <laughs> that's, I don't want to go round and round and round the yeah, same mountain yeah. over and over and over again. Um, and sometimes it means entirely hitting rock bottom. And sometimes it means having every foundation that you've laid yourself mm. ripped up so that God can lay the right foundation. Yeah. That's good. I like that as well, like every foundation you've laid yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and so for me what I've said, the same as what you said there, Crystal, that it's really important that praying um, for the discernment of God's will 
it's really important that we pray his will and not our own because they often are different. Yes. Um, and and that's because God sees the whole picture differently. He can see, you know, the whole picture, whereas we only see a little bit. We see our situation or we see that point in time. And you know that scripture that I love that I often quote in Isaiah where it says, you know, where God says, my ways are not your ways, you know, and my thoughts are higher. And as I've always said, that to me means superior because he sees the whole picture, um, you know. So it's yeah. just to have that um, submission to his will, that total submission that, okay, like that scripture you shared where Jesus said, if this can be taken, but not as I will, as you will. And just, just having that submission. And I think we need to be careful because sometimes... You know, we might pray and make our prayers so specific in terms of the answer that we expect that when we pray that we actually, instead of praying um, thy will be done, we actually pray your will be changed, yeah. where we give God specifics of how we would like the prayer to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so it's really important that discernment of God's will that we actually listen to God as well. And because then we, we can find out what his will is and pray according to that. And, you know, when Paul prays for them as well to have wisdom and understanding, he's praying that they'll understand the great truths of Christianity and be able to apply it into their lives. And, you know, if we've got knowledge and understanding of God's will, it, it must result in right behavior. And so we need to make sure as well that we're conducting ourselves in a manner that's pleasing him. And, and that's what you talked about there, not trying to pray to get out of a circumstance which, you know, often is our first reaction, anything yeah. that's difficult or whatever. But as you said, that's, per- you know, it's perseverance that produces character um, and that unfortunately only comes through adversity and yes yeah, so, so really it's just changing your prayer instead of asking to be taken out of a situation or to escape hardship it's about actually praying and asking for the strength of what you need to actually go through it yes yeah, certainly I don't see any harm in the first part of your prayer maybe being like oh god if it's possible like Jesus yeah. to take me out of this but nevertheless always add that you know but whatever That's you what are. I would like, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do accept and acknowledge that you're greater and wiser and you know everything, so therefore I submit to, you know. Yeah. Um, I've talked before with one of the girls about how, um, you know, she was asked to pray for someone before who was, I think, dying um, with cancer or something and just asked to pray, go and pray for healing. You know, and I've even sort of rethought on that because, you know, often you will go and pray that specifically, you know, for healing. And I think it's probably maybe better to, you could pray that, but then a general prayer of God, whatever your will is in this situation, because sometimes it's going to be physical healing, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes, um, like I I know from my own personal journey, my dad had cancer, and without him going through that cancer and being um, prayed for by um, people, I would never have known that God does that you know um it was around the time that i i met god yeah and um so for him going through the cancer was my wake-up call as well as you know something for him to look back on yeah um and if he had never gone through that would i have been open to meeting barry at work and just blurring all things out to him and him and him coming back with well actually i believe in god and this is how how he helps um and I think that's a perfect example of that, my ways and thoughts are higher and, and him seeing that God seeing the whole picture because I've heard a lot of testimony as well 
um, of Christians who you know have died and people have come to salvation through the funeral or whatever you know yeah. so yeah there'll certainly be times when God will heal and I'm not saying don't pray for that yeah. but always um, make sure you are like but nevertheless Lord your will not mine and and yeah he does you know there's there's been people as well who you know someone might die young or whatever and be this fantastic Christian and they just can't understand it but we just have to know that God sees the whole thing and you know um, yeah, a lot of and people their life will be a story. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people will come to salvation, and you know, more than what just that one situation that we look at. There's a much bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. Paul writes to us in Romans 12 too. He says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good." pleasing and perfect will so we need to make sure that we're renewing our minds so that we're you know able to discern what god's will is and line up what we're doing with scripture um and that will protect us too from being led astray by you know things in the world and um satan's actions okay so point two is pull us for the power to carry out that will so he's um, you know, praying for that enablement to be able to stand against the enemy as well as the, the power to complete our duty or the, the good works God has for us. Crystal? Um, well, going back to um, Jesus when he was um, in the garden, he, um, you know, he prayed that and then an angel came from heaven and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So he prayed, not your will, but uh, not my will, but yours. Mm. And an angel came to give him strength. Mm. Um, so for me, you will have his strength to bolster you when you are weakening. Mm. Um, and if you ask, you know, not your will, not my will, but yours. I keep saying that. Um, <laughs> And um, you you need to ask him, and you need to be faithful to the process. Um, you know, Carolyn always says that I was faithful and gave myself to the process of going through my marriage um, troubles a few years ago. And um, but for me, there was no other way. I had to submit or nothing. Like there was nothing else that I could do. I was. It was like, okay, I, I just need to give it up and just give up what what my plans are and just go with whatever God has for me um, there was something else you could have done you could have done what other people do and still not given it over and gone your way yeah so you know yeah I could chose, have you chose but I to chose, submit to God yeah, but, but for me I felt there was no other yeah. way for me well, I, I would just be broken yeah, and there was yeah. I wanted to be more than that I wanted to be and that's because you, know, you trusted in God. You see, and a lot of people struggle with that and don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty much God's strength that carried me through a lot of times where things looked really rocky, and um, you know it came to the point where my husband had to make a choice: stay with me or leave. Mm-hmm. And I had to give him that opportunity. If you don't want to be here, there's the door. Yeah. And it, that was I. If I didn't have that strength mm. in that moment, who knows? Maybe he would have left. I don't know. Yeah. But God was just bolstering me day by day, yeah. and just giving me that everyday 
thing and I had to ask for it every day. Yeah. It wasn't just a, I'm going to pray this now and then it'll be fine for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's an everyday thing. I think that is such an important point that you brought up there, Crystal, that, um, you know, is things sometimes moment by moment that we've got to keep asking. It's not just a one hit fix. Yeah. You've got to keep, you know, struggling through, keep asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, I think as well, you know, it's really important that we realize that we do need to pray. That is when we're going to receive our help, you know, when we call out to God and actually pray for for the strength and courage to do what we have to do. And that's where we would ask the Holy Spirit to help us. That's why Jesus left, you know, he said, when I go, I'm sending the Holy Spirit and he's going to be a comforter and, you know, so much more. Um, it's important. He said it is better for you that yeah, I go that away. I go because then I can send the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that was... Um, you know, the Bible also talks about God being a very present help yeah. in time of need. He's like right there. Ephesians 3.16 says, um, I pray that out of his glorious riches... I've stolen this. <laughs> I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And then again, that Colossians that we're busy reading that Lena read already is verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you might have endurance and patience. Um, and I think that endurance and patience is really important and it's what you were saying Crystal when you don't know what the outcome's going to be you can't yeah. see um, and you've just got to walk through it and like you say moment by moment just ask for that strength or whatever daily and you know the Bible also tells us that when I'm weak then I'm strong Yeah. and that is because it's when you're weak that you mm. actually stop struggling and try to do things for yourself because you just can't and that's when you become strong then because it's the Holy Spirit in you that's taking up and, you know, giving yeah. you that strength. Yeah. Good. Okay, we're going to wrap this podcast up now. We hope you enjoy it, um, enjoyed it, and we really encourage you to get into the Word for yourself and start reading Colossians along with us as we continue on with our series. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can find us on our website, www.life-house.net. We'll see you next podcast.